Howdy folks and welcome to the Friday, November the 13th edition of Dead Pit Radio. I'm the Creepy Kentucky. And now I'm Uncle Bill. It's Friday the 13th. It is. It's Friday the 13th, bitches. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? I don't know. What you going to do when they come for you? We're going to have to celebrate. Yeah, we can watch another Friday the 13th movie for ah, the million thumb. Uh, I was thinking about that earlier. Talk about how awesome Friday the 13th the series is going to be. Hmm. Which would probably be lying there. But I don't think hey, that's ever going to happen. Hey, you know somebody that had a lot to do with uh, the first Friday the 13th? Well, actually, the a couple of Friday the 13th was Tom Savini. Yeah, we talked to Tom again. Mm-hmm. Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom Pritchard Savini. Yeah, I hear he's a, he's a big fan of uh, doing things for the fans and and whatnot. He is. He always has been. I remember the very first time, <laughs> the very first time we met Tom Savini, how nice he was to us. He, he was, was such a pleasant guy. Yeah, I mean, was, it's hard to believe. He was a very good fella. Good good guy, Tom Savini. We we, we got to talk about. It. That's got to be the first thing that we talk about. I mean, not necessarily him, but you well, know. yeah. I mean, it's 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 always good. You know, we we say a lot of negative things on here. And it's always good to appreciate the special people, the people that are always looking out for the fans and, uh, you know, that appreciate each and every fan. I've never heard one bad thing said about uh, Tom Savini. Me either. I've heard he's generally like he loves his fans and he's always really nice and approachable when you come up and talks to you a lot, you know. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, it's always, it's always nice. <clears throat> and, uh, Andrew Bernarski is another one that's just it's it's kind of crazy how how much of a uh, great reputation that guy has in, in the horror convention circle. Yeah, yeah, nobody has anything bad to say about him either. He's always been respectful to women, and uh, he's been he's clean and sober, and nothing is going on with Best him whatsoever. Sober. <laughs> I feel like. This is one of those things where people actually did ask us if we were going to talk about this. So I yeah, it's kind of our duty. Yeah. So let's let's maybe give the backstory to what we're talking about. So I, on a on a yeah, we should probably <laughs> we should probably talk about Gunnar Hansen a little bit first too. Well, that's what I was going to say. On on a sad note, that's the reason why we're talking about all this stuff. Really, is because um, Gunnar Hansen, who was the original Leatherface, recently passed away and. Mm. In the middle of uh, a lot of people uh, posting about him and talking about him, we had two of the biggest fucking douchebags that have ever existed on the face of the earth that I can think of that uh, wanted to chime in, in in different ways, but it was still in both ways very kind of disrespectful and in kind of... I, I really don't even understand what brought that out of these two people, where they thought that would be a good idea to do that right around this time, like right after he passed away. But they did. Yeah, I don't really, I don't know what the motivation was behind that exactly. You know, for one of the particular people too, Andrew Bernarski, or however the fuck you pronounce his name, I honestly think that for him, he was just fucked up and uh wasn't really thinking you know as usual i mean he's always fucked up i guess like i've heard he's he's got some big time uh substance abuse issues and stuff like that allegedly but, well uh, that's what i hear i'm not going right, to right. say it's for sure but i mean 
you know, I've heard stories, heard, heard a thing or two about a thing or two. And, uh, I think with him, it was more or less, you know, he, he wasn't thinking with a clear mind. And who knows if he ever thinks with a clear mind. I've heard a lot of, a lot of bad stories. I'm not positive that he ever even fucking thinks. No, I mean, it's, I'm not surprised with either of these comments and exactly like, uh, Tom Savini posted something along the lines of, you know, when I die, I don't want people posting a bunch of pictures at me without I've met these people for, you know, uh, as long as a flash of a camera or something like that and going on and on and on about bullshit. Yeah. This guy, though, I think, okay, I'll tell you what I think the difference is between the two of these guys, though, is Andrew Bernarski just fucking knows he's an asshole. Like, he flat out just, he was trying to be a fucking dickhead. Like, the things he posted were, he posted when when everybody was posting about Gunnar Hansen, he posted boo-hoo. That was it. And right. then the next thing was like somebody sent him a thing, you know, asking why he had uh, basically made fun of it or whatever. And he said something like, um, uh, suck on his dead nuts or something like that. Right. You know, I don't, he said like something like, I don't give a fuck, suck his dead nuts or something. So it's pretty clear to me that that guy is perfectly fine with being an asshole. Like he has no... He's not trying to win any kind of popularity contest or anything like that. He's just a, a genuine fucking dick and knows it. The thing that Savini posted, I feel like he was actually trying to make a, a point, but he doesn't have any idea of how big of a fucking douchebag that he is. Like, and I really don't think he does. Like, I really don't think he fully understands like how he comes across to people and that it's just not a, a good idea to treat people like he does. And he's just clueless. Yeah. Yeah, the way I look at it is Gunnar Hansen is, you know, and I'm sure there are people that knew him a lot better than, you know, us fans knew him or whatever. But that's not to discredit the fact that he was loved by the horror community, you know. And I think that he or anybody that was in the genre should appreciate the fact that there are thousands upon thousands of people posting their pictures, telling them to rest in peace, whatever. I mean, that's just a sign of respect. That's what any normal person should do. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I can't figure that out because his post, uh, Savini's post seemed to be thinking that people were posting pictures that they had taken with Gunnar Hansen to draw attention to themselves. But I don't think it was that at all. I think it was just like you said, like it was, it's like a sign of respect, like, like showing that that they had met him and that they respected him and they thought a lot of him and things like that. It was like a tribute kind of thing. Like, I, if anything, like he was the one that was trying to get attention by fucking <laughs> like posting all that shit about other people posting about Gunnar Hansen. Right. Like, I, I just I don't understand. Yeah, kind of like is the fact it? that he was annoyed at seeing all these pictures and stuff like that. I don't understand, yeah, like what the what the big deal is because obviously, obviously, like people were not posting those kind of things to try to make themselves look amazing or anything. They were posting it because they just found out that he died. Like, right? I I, I don't understand that. Like that there would be a problem with that at all. No, I don't. I don't get it either. But it's one of those deals where you know. Unfortunately, people were talking more about that 
and the whole Andrew Bernarski thing, who, my God, it just seemed like a, he did most of that stuff for attention, to be honest with you. Um, that guy's just a fucking, he, I think, I mean, I don't know if he's got a substance abuse problem, but he seems, he, I'll put it this way, he's got all of the, uh, <laughs> all of the hallmark kind of symptoms of being somebody that's out of control of themselves. He just seems like such a douche. Yeah. I mean, the, but the thing is I was getting at is it's just a shame that people were talking more about this than the fact that Gunnar Hansen passed away now, it seems like, you know, which... I didn't even know he was sick. Like, evidently he had uh, cancer. Pancreatic um, cancer, yeah. Yeah, which I don't know if he told anyone because he was up until, what, just a few months ago, he was at a convention, the Mad Monster Party show. Um, and he, to everyone that, I mean, he did the whole Leatherface costume in that show and that nobody really suspected anything was going on with him. But it could have been one of those deals where maybe they just recently kind of found out about it and it was too late or... Yeah, we don't, I, I don't mean, know. I don't, I didn't hear anything about it. Like you said, no, I had no idea he was even sick and maybe he wanted it that way. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he didn't want people to know. I didn't even know there was anything going on, but you know, the, the thing about him is I wish to God that we could find the video that we did. We did an interview with him on video. We did. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize. I was thinking about that too. Uh, only one person I know of may have it and i'm sure he would know have no clue exactly where it is now but this was the it was at the very first friday night film festival we did almost 10 years ago and i still remember that to this day because i thought that that was the best interview of all the ones that we did like that was really like for some reason because we were scared to death like this we hadn't done many interviews at this point and we were put in front of a camera but that one really turned out well and he was a like I was shocked at how nice of a guy he was and um you know and we've talked about this before gunner it shows you can clear you could clearly tell that the the convention thing was a business to him it was he was making money at it he conducted himself like it was a business but at the same time he was very genuine with everyone that that met him um and seemed to have a genuine interest in the thoughts of, you know, whoever come up to the table about whatever film. Most of the time it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I'm sure talking about that movie over and over and over and over again is probably getting old for anybody, right? Especially over 40 I'm years. I'm sure, yeah. But, you know, never really heard anybody say a negative thing uh, about meeting him at a show or, or anything. And I know... Our uh, buddy Michael Felcher was really close with uh, Gunnar Hansen. I mean, I'd, I'd heard stories, and I think we were close one time to maybe going and eating uh, dinner with Gunnar at one of these shows. But, um, yeah, I mean, he would, Felcher and, and Gunnar Hansen would go and, and have breakfast or whatever together. I remember him telling, telling us about that. And they were really, really close. And I don't know if Felcher's really said anything about his passing yet, but. Yeah, those two. Yeah, guys. he he did post something the other day where he was. Did you not see this? I may may have missed it. I don't, I don't think I've seen it. It said something, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it said something. And this was a really, I thought it was a really good post. He posted something on Facebook that said, uh, "I'm still trying to process what had happened with uh, Gunnar Hansen, but 
I just want everybody to know who was upset by what this other person said about him. Who he was, I believe he was referencing Bernarski because I'm pretty sure he's not going to reference Savini. Yeah, uh, he's kind of buddies with Savini. Yeah, he said, uh, but to the people that are worried about that, he said Gunnar Hansen never put any stock in anything that that guy said or never paid any attention to him. And basically he was saying, you know, he thought he was, he thought Bernarski was a piece of shit. So don't worry about, you know, whatever that guy's saying. Right. I was just, the only post I made about it was I was just shocked at how many people didn't realize that Andrew Bernarski was a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, I mean. Is that, what, is that what you said? Yeah. I thought that was common knowledge. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I posted, I was like, uh, people are surprised at the fact that this guy's an asshole, you know? And, um, I was telling you about this the other day too. I'd actually talked to. I'm not going to say who, but it was somebody that that's rather close with the Texas Chainsaw family, or maybe a member of the family. I guess I could say that um, about this guy, and they were talking about possible substance issues and stuff like that as well. You know, I don't I don't think they were defending him at all, but trying to explain the fact that this guy just seemed fucking out of like who does that of all the stuff that we've done we've done some pretty i don't know if we've done mean or just crazy shit over the years when i don't think we have ever made light of anybody that's passed away and that's one thing that i just i can't do that like that's just wrong i don't care if it's somebody that that hated me that that's made fun like if if 42nd street pete passed away i wouldn't have a show celebrating the fact that the guy died right I mean, yeah, it's, it's some just, of, just taking it too far, really, and no. I'm just saying, you know, uh, not wanting to try to start a war with that motherfucker again, but, <laughs> but, you know, your worst of enemies, whoever it is, there are certain things that should be sacred, and the fact that a guy passed away, um, for the fact of even if you hated his guts, he was an asshole to you. Worst a person to you or whatever, which I know what that wasn't the case with Gunnar Hansen. Give the his family and everybody else the respect of just not don't say anything. Why would you come out and say suck his dead balls or whatever he said or boohoo or all that? Bullshit? Did you did you hear his explanation for why he said those things? That's even worse, really. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was the same thing. It was. Uh, Somebody had shown me a video of Gunner showing how, is this the same thing, how Andrew would slam the door compared to how he slammed the door in Texas Chainsaw? No. Huh? That was what someone had sent me, that that was one of the reasons he was so pissed off at Gunner, is he did like a real slow motion slam of the door, like in the remake, kind of making fun of him or something like that. What was well, your, what was it, your explanation? the thing I read, it was supposed to be something that Bernarski wrote about it was that, uh, he was mad because Gunnar Hansen started talking about his performance as Leatherface around the time when Texas Chainsaw 3D came out and things like that, that he got, he got wind that he was talking about him and all this stuff. Even if that's true, which, uh, you know, it may be because he didn't really do a good job. I hate those movies anyway, but even if that is true, like, what, still, is that a reason to talk about a guy being dead? Like, that seems taking it, like, to the 10th level. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that should remain sacred, regardless of your opinion on the person. If the person was an asshole to you, 
you know, and the thing is too, like Tom Atkins was an asshole to me, right? And I've made fun of the colostomy bag, everything else. But if he passed away tomorrow, we would talk about him in a positive light, you know, on the show. Um, because that's just, that's the thing. There's no bigger fucking douche that we've ever had, at least me anyway, ever had a problem with than Savini. And I don't want Tom Savini to die. I I'm I mean I'm seriously serious it, it to the point with Savini where I just I don't want anything ever like I I mean I never want to meet him again of course I don't want to have any kind of interaction with him I don't want to hear about him I don't want to see his stupid fucking posts about anything <laughs> trying to make himself look better or whatever as a matter of fact I was thinking about this the other day it's really hard for me like Dawn of the Dead is my favorite movie it's my favorite overall movie ever but he is making it hard for me to even fucking enjoy that movie because I know, first of all, he's in it. And second of all, like, he did the makeup for it. It's like, when you find out that somebody that you admired that much is just such an asshole, like, just an un... I guess he's not unapologetic because he did apologize for all that stuff, but just such a clueless asshole. It makes it hard to enjoy the stuff that they did, to me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, honestly, I would advise people now to just not go to conventions for that. Like if you, if you completely idolize someone in that respect, because I remember the first show we went to, you met Savini and you were like, God, what a dickhead. Yeah, man. I mean, I never had probably for like the first, I'd say 10 shows we did. He was the only guy I had a really bad experience with. Yeah. And people are on the internet defending him. I'm like, somebody said this got me the other day. And there's, uh, there's another thing too. I could go on and on about promoters and shit defending these people. Like there's, there's promoters that we know on the internet that are defending these people. It's like, why would you defend somebody like that? Like, I, I don't understand it. Just to keep making money, I guess. Like, cause you know, if they get a bad name, people are going to stop coming. I think that's the only reason, but, I, I, I don't get that kind of thing at all, and people do it constantly, but somebody said, um, I don't think he, he deserves the reputation that he gets. No, let me tell you something. He completely deserves the exact fucking reputation that he has. Like, there's nobody else that deserves the reputation that Tom Savini has more than fucking Tom Savini. Right. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, the whole thing, uh, you know, the whole thing with Savini, it's like, what, I don't really understand what he would have gained from posting that original post, other than the fact that he just seems to be annoyed by fans. Like, that's the thing that, the only thing I could figure out. Like, what, what is the point of even posting that bullshit? He was, I, uh, the only thing I can think, he, that's what I'm saying, he just doesn't realize how he comes across. Like, I, he doesn't realize that, I think he was trying to say people were trying to imply that they knew Gunnar Hansen when they didn't really know Gunnar Hansen because they'd met him at a convention. I think that was the whole point of his post and that, that he didn't want people to do that with him. But what, every now and then, man, like this is the thing about these people. Every now and then with these horror guys, I won't call them celebrities because, like you said, they're not really celebrities. But these horror guys, you get to see what they're really like, like how they really think about fans. 
they probably call them marks. You know, in the wrestling world, they're called marks. What they what they think about them. You get to see how they really think about us, and that's what you get. That's what it looks like. It looks like what he posted. You know, and it's funny to watch people scramble to try to do damage control about that. But that's the truth. That's how I believe Savini feels about people. Like. It's just he doesn't value anybody coming up to him trying to get a picture or trying to get an autograph or anything. He sees him as just a mark, like somebody to take money off of. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. I think that that's exactly how he sees that. Yeah, and there's probably others that's the same way, but at least at least those folks kind of can disguise it enough to where, okay, you go up and you pay him $20. At least you feel like you you got a little something out of the deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, at the very You don't very feel like least, you're an annoyance to him. <laughs> yeah, at the very least, he, I mean, even if you don't want to talk to anybody about things or you don't want to, you know, you don't want to have an in-depth conversation, you could at least be fucking nice. Yeah. He's never even done that. He's never even tried. No. No. But anyway. Yeah. The, the, the I knew we wanted to talk about that because I just can't stand people like that anyway, but. Well, yeah. I mean, people but, people were asking, yeah, you guys definitely got to talk about that. Uh, that's one thing. But, you know, I, unfortunately, the whole thing with Gunnar Hansen, though, has been, it's been a crazy year as far as uh, deaths in the, the genre goes, too. I mean, you've had Christopher Lee, you've had Wes Craven pass away, and Gunnar Hansen, like all kind of right in a row almost. Yeah, it's been it's been horrible. I was thinking about this the other day too. Didn't Betsy Palmer also yeah, pass away? Yeah, Betsy Palmer as well. I mean, you're talking about a whole slew of like really iconic kind of people here. Yeah. And the thing about Gunnar Hansen, and somebody mentioned this, I can't remember who mentioned it, but somebody said, uh, might have been Joe, and it's act it's absolutely the truth. Like Texas Chainsaw is one of those movies that doesn't lose any impact over the years. Like you can go back and look at movies. That were in the 80s and stuff that, that seemed, you know, horrifying. That at, over time they just look silly, but that movie doesn't. It really doesn't. It looks, no. it has the same effect now as it did then, and probably more so. And that was, uh, in large part, I think, to, I mean, he is the most memorable character in that movie. The, the character that everybody references, it's a large part due to him. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, about Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, and we talk about this. Like I, I'd actually just this past Halloween season, uh, my wife had never seen that movie before, and even she was commenting like, and she doesn't like horror movies really at all. You know, she'll watch them every once in a while, but she was like, "These people are actors. Like, where did they find these fucking people? You know?" And that's yeah. what most people. And the thing is, is Leatherface. Like, you couldn't imagine really. Like, I remember um, back when I first seen the movie or the first few times I saw the movie, you can't really imagine that these people were playing a role, you know, um, because it's so, it seems so genuine. And it's one of the only, one of the only horror movies that I can think of that's like that where it's just not, it's not really, a, it doesn't seem like they're playing characters. It seems like that's them. Well, the other thing about that movie that I was thinking about recently, and, and as to why it is that that movie is so effective still to this day, and other movies that came out aren't, you know, like the Friday 13th, things like that, 
is I think it has to do with everything in that movie, all the deaths in that movie and all the violence in that movie, it seems real. Like, when you get into shit like Friday the 13th and even Halloween, you know, you've got, like, these supernatural entity kind of things that catch up. Like, you can be running and they catch up with you. Or, you know, they're cutting people's fucking heads off and arms off and stuff with, like, one whack. And they're, you know, there's all these unbelievable things that happen in the course of the movie. Like, people getting shot and then coming back to life and all this shit. To where it really does, like, over time, takes you out of the movie. Like, it's it appears something... That's something that couldn't happen, but with, with Chainsaw, it's like, look at all the deaths in that movie. They look real. There's nothing about them that looks like it couldn't happen. Like, the first death being, you know, the, the hammer, the guy, the guy walks up and gets, gets the hammer taken to the head, you know, and then knocks him out, kills him that way. Real quick, real, you know, it could happen that way. And the second one being that he, you know, grabs her, puts her on the hook and all that stuff. The only time that the chainsaw comes into play, like, there's been so many movies where, like, a person will be running away from Leatherface with a chainsaw, and he'll catch up with them and, like, you know, saw their fucking organs out or whatever. It's all, like, you know, kind of drawn out and everything. The only time the chainsaw comes into play in this movie is when he's right beside somebody. He starts it up really quick and then uses on a guy in a wheelchair who can't get away. Right. So it seems completely plausible that that could happen. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't chasing anybody with it or anything uh, up until the end, and he didn't get that person anyway. But it all could happen. Yeah. Like it's it's all real in that way. Think of this too. Like I can't think of of any one particular movie that's been ripped off more than that original Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie too. I mean, maybe not a Living Dead, but I mean there there have been a couple of zombie movies. Yeah, I just love it for that fact where it took place before that formula existed. You know, before all, before it got ripped off a thousand times and then every horror movie started to use the same formula. Like it took place when you didn't have that formula yet. Right. You know, and so by that it's completely unique and they tried to, I think, make it appear completely real. But then it just kind of got over. Every other film that came after it tried to do it again, and it just got into a pattern of doing the same thing to where you could predict it. But it's an amazing movie for that for that reason. Yeah, it's it's definitely a work of art, and you know, it's a movie that as many times as they they've tried, there's no replicating that. I mean, it's been there's been copies and copies and copies, thousands of them over the years, and there's none that have even come close to just the. I don't, it's just a crazy fucking movie. It's one of those, it's definitely, you know, in my top five. Um, it's crazy, but it does, it seems like it's actually happening too, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a non-stop, like, once it gets to a certain point, then it's like, it's like, kind of like a roller coaster, really. Um, but, yeah, it's, I know we've talked about this movie over and over and over and over again, and we've jacked this movie off numerous times, but it really does deserve it. It's one of them that, uh, you know, not too many true horror fans don't have this movie in their top five greatest ever. Yeah, I, and, and, you know, to Gunnar Hansen's credit, he could have played that role straight, meaning he could have played it just like, Kind of like a Michael Myers-esque kind of character in the Leatherface outfit, but he didn't. He played it as like 
a crazed kind of child, which was somehow or another that was even more terrifying than anything else you could have done with that role. So, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, wanted to dedicate this episode to Gunnar Hansen, and um, you know, it's 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 shitty. I mean, he was older; he was sixty-eight. But it seemed like he was in really good health, I mean, up until almost the end. So I wonder what the circumstances were. It had Was it one of those deals where maybe he just found out a month or two ago or what? You know, maybe we'll find out eventually. But, yeah. Uh, actually, Wes Craven also passed away due to cancer as well, right? Lung, yeah, lung cancer, yeah. I think, with him. So. Yeah, and it's both those instances. I didn't really know anything was going on with them. Well, either one of them. No, no. So that, I guess, though, I mean, uh, of course, that was the biggest news yeah. that happened. Yeah, we actually haven't had a show in a couple of weeks. We didn't do the Halloween show uh, this year. It's just one of those deals where we couldn't. We just couldn't get it done. I don't know. It was kind of shitty because I always love doing those shows, but hopefully uh, we can we can hit it next year. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things that went into that too. Where it's harder and harder to do those shows around Halloween too, because you're usually doing something around Halloween. Yeah, and most of the time I think when we did them before, we'd do them like a week, sometimes a week and a half ahead of time, because we'd mm-hmm. have. Like, the thing that people don't realize is those shows involve two or three songs that usually it takes about a night to come up with all those songs. Um, believe it or not, you know, we do. Yeah, uh, that probably is hard for people to believe, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we can do that again uh, next year. And uh, But I had a hell... We'll, we'll talk about this after the break. I'm going to take a break, but I want to talk about... Uh, I had a I had a fun fucking Halloween evening. Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll talk. I guess we can talk about that a little bit and uh, get into some horror news uh, after this break. Here on Deadpit. dot com. Howdy folks, it's Creepy Kentuckian here. Have you ever seen those ultraviolet or voodoo codes included with the newest DVD or Blu-ray releases? If you're not using them, I can. You can send them to me via email at westvance at gmail.com. That's W-E-S-V-A-N-C-E at gmail.com. Or you can just send me a private message on Facebook. If you want to send me an image or type out the code, either one will work and I would greatly appreciate it. With thousands upon thousands of physical copies in my collection, I simply don't have the space to buy movies anymore. So with the help of you guys, I can see the latest releases without having them take up room at Dead Pit Headquarters. I will accept any movie and any voodoo credit you have, you can email my way. Once again, that's W-E-S-V-A-N-C-E at gmail.com, westvance at gmail.com, or on Facebook, private message me. Thanks guys, and enjoy 
the rest of the show. Howdy, folks, and I hope you guys are enjoying the brand new Dead Pit Radio website. Full of brand new content and never before heard shows. All the old interviews are back up, but they may not stay up. All all this depends on you guys donate and make sure we can keep the bills paid. Look, let's be honest. Fuck the Ice Bucket Challenge. If anything, you really need to donate to us. There's a little banner on the right side of the Dead Pit page. Check that out. Give us any type of donation. If it's $5, if it's $5,000, we'll definitely take $5,000. I'd take that right now and go buy a new car. Yeah. But what we really need is your support to help us keep this site wonderful and free forever. Yeah, so check it out on the main page, www.deadpit.com. Howdy, folks, and welcome back to the program. So you were going to talk about some of these uh, Halloween memories where you uh, scared the shit out of a bunch of people, which I think you should. Yeah, actually, uh, a big thing, actually, where um, my wife's, uh, I guess my, I can start calling them my mother and father-in-law live, which is always, I've never actually tried to call them that, but yeah, I guess I, I can go ahead and start trying. <laughs> Isn't that odd? That's going to be odd shit. Yeah, but... Uh, it, Man, Halloween there is huge. Like here in Prestonsburg, like my parents would never hardly get maybe one or two trick or treaters the whole year. Or I mean, well, that on Halloween the whole day. Um, but man, like they would fucking come out by the droves up in Dry Creek. This is up in the head of nowhere. This is up in the holler. So her brother, her older brother, come all the way in from Georgetown to scare the shit out of kids. And I was like, why would somebody do that? Well, simply because it was the best fucking thing ever. <laughs> like, I was a part of it. And and the thing they do, they do clowns pretty much every year because kids, kids are kind of creeped out by clowns, I guess. And <laughs> it's, this is funny because there was three of us in costume. I was Captain Spaulding, which you can see pictures on. Uh, you know, I wasn't really trying to be scary. I was just kind of yelling at the kids and telling them to come up and get some candy. <laughs> and her brother was, uh, he had a really fucking cool costume where they've got these masks out now where I guess they're kind of tied around your face. And when you talk, it, the mask moves in the mouth and everything. It was like an evil clown mask. And the other one, which was one of their neighbors, had a Pennywise mask from Stephen King's Oh, no shit. And he had like a, like a tan. He wasn't really trying to be Pennywise, but it worked. It was almost like a, um, he come across as like a clown, like Pennywise fucked Leatherface character. <laughs> he had like these, these overall, uh, these coveralls on and had a chainsaw. Right. And mm-hmm. he, he would pop up out of the truck, out of the bed of a truck. And just run that chainsaw on these fucking kids. It was just, 
It was great. It was the first time I'd done anything like that since I was a kid, really, since I was probably 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And, man, I made so many kids cry. It was awesome. I had I had a blast. Like, <laughs> did you enjoy that? I did. I did. Scaring the shit out of them kids. Yeah, I mean, there was probably, oh, man, over 100 kids at least up there. Good Lord. Yeah, it was crazy. So how was it set up? Were you like... Well, the, the house where the candy was being given out, or what was going on? Yeah, her her younger brother was uh, he was a clown too, but he was kind of trying to be a he was trying to be a happy clown, but he looked kind of fuck he looked kind of fucking creepy too. He was sitting on the porch uh, to hand out the candy, right? And they have to walk up from where they parked the cars to the porch, and while they're walking up is when the clowns come out, and. Jordan, her brother, her younger brother, the happy clown, would have a, uh, you know, those little clown horns, right? Yeah. And when yeah. the clown horn goes off is when, when the victim is on the porch. Um. And that is when the chainsaw starts up and the last clown <laughs> comes out of the bed of the truck. Oh my God. And yeah, man, some of these kids, they were so scared. It was awesome. There was one kid that, uh, he, he almost fell off the porch. He was running. He tried to run away so, <laughs> so fast. It was great. Oh, God. But, yeah, there's pictures of it on, if you want to check it out, anybody wants to check it out on my Facebook page. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun time. I thought that, uh, that you said Sarah did the makeup. I thought she did a really amazing job to it. You look exactly like Captain Spaulding. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I was very pleasantly surprised by how that makeup turned out. It was, uh, it did turn out pretty good. I may actually do Captain Spaulding again next year if they do a haunted house or whatever they they're going to do. But I want to do like the blood splattered one next yeah, year. Yeah, change it up a little bit. So that was that was pretty amazing. So what the hell did you do on Halloween? Well, my Halloween was significantly less exciting than that. I just uh, I took Piper out to do the uh, trick or treating around downtown Prestonsburg, which. Uh, man, think about downtown Prestonburg is, here's what's happened over the years. I don't know, like, when exactly this happened, but there's only two or three places that anybody really goes trick or treat anymore. Right. And that is behind, like, on Riverside. They go, they go up and down Riverside there. Mm -hmm. And up through, like, Arnold Avenue. That's one whole little, like, thing there where everybody goes. And then down there behind the uh, high school. And that's yeah. really it. Like, there's not a lot of people go anywhere else. In those I places. think a lot of the, the parents now, they take them to, like, they do the trunk or treat thing at churches. And yeah. they do the safe trick or treat, like the Holiday Inn or wherever they do it now. I think a lot of the parents just do that now instead of fooling with actually taking them out around town. Because the. Back in the day, man, when I was trick or treating, like that was a big thing. Like there were a lot of people that would go and do it then, but I guess I don't know. People just I don't yeah. Know. Once that trick or treat or trunk or treat stuff started to happen, like it completely dried up any kind of going around the community and things like that. Like they just people just they they do that church thing now all the time usually. Yeah. Like they'll just take him out there because well, basically, I mean. You get like a thousand more, a thousand times more candy, and you only have to go to one spot. Like it's completely. Speaking of this, though, I guess we could talk about this. You brought you brought up the church thing. Did you hear about the the, the whole uh, bullshit with Starbucks and the red cup and all that stuff? 
I did hear about that. I, did, I mean, everybody in the world's <laughs> posting that shit on Facebook right now, yeah. Oh, my God. There's a war on Christmas, if you don't know, by the way. Yeah, according to some fucking retard. Yeah. The thing that I don't understand is, like, how do these crazy motherfucking people get such a following? Like that dude, the, like, where does he come up with this shit? It's a fucking red cub. Well, I mean, <laughs> how does somebody say, okay, we all understand. And this guy is annoying as shit, by the way. Josh Freerstein or something. He, he does the, he totally does a radio voice as he's doing his videos. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, he's just annoying as shit, by the way. It's one of the reasons I, I tried to quit wearing my cap backwards a lot. Cause I just didn't want to look like him. But anyway, yeah, he come up with this whole thing where, um, you know, Starbucks for some reason is anti-Christmas. I don't even know exactly why he thinks that other than the fact that, that, that he didn't have, they didn't have Christmas on their cups. Like, I don't know where he got that at, but he's like, everyone needs to go out and, and tell them that your name is Merry Christmas. So they'll write it on your cup. Like that's going to change the world or something. I saw that and I was like, the the only thing that kept going through my mind about that was, how is this, how are things becoming a controversy that so often that don't have any real controversy behind them? You know what I mean? Everybody is so fucking quick to talk about those kind of things that really aren't anything at all. Yeah, there's nothing it, to this at all, clearly. no. There's right. not. It just seems like, and why the fuck does everybody want to say something's a war on something all the time? Now, did you notice that? Like the big thing now is that there's a war on Christianity. There's a war on Christmas. There's a war on whatever. It's like no, there's really not a fucking war on any of those things. Like pretty much universally, everybody loves Christmas, I and think- pretty much universally, nobody is fucking messing with Christians. Like I, I think that there's a there's a war on. Uh, pussy, being pussies. Because that seems to be. Well, there big. needs to be a war on that. Goddamn. Because, <laughs> man, people are, oh god, I just can't get over the pussification of society mm-hmm. nowadays. How everything, oh my god, you can't, you can't fucking crack out a fart without somebody fucking boycotting something or, Doing some sort of online, uh, you know, campaign against what, man, back in, back in the day, let me tell you something. If you had a disagreement with somebody back in the day, and I wasn't a fighter by any means, but fuck, you punched somebody in the damn head. You, You know what I'm saying? You didn't start like some big campaign. Nowadays, how kids fight, they don't fight like they, uh, you know, like, you know, left hook, jab, whatever, like they did when we were kids. Nowadays, they do their online, you know, Twitter wars or whatever the fuck they do. Like, that's how they fight nowadays. Exactly. <laughs> like, let's do some Twitter. Let's, let's go yeah, on Twitter. Nobody really has. It's just, it's, um, I've heard it called a bunch of different things, but the best description is just lazy activism. Like, lazy fucking kind of just complaining and going on about stuff and trying to start, you know, 
these little campaigns, these social campaigns over uh, over nothing online because it doesn't take any effort to do it. Like you just post some fucking YouTube videos, or you make some posts on Facebook, start a big controversy about something, and just just a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, it's and like energy ha- and everything else. It's like let's make hashtag Merry Christmas Starbucks. Oh God! And who you know? How about we do hashtag fuck you and you backwards wearing hat, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a long hashtag. Well, that'll work. It'll still work. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus Christ. I I just, I really think, truthfully, like, Christians seem to be under the impression that there's always a war on them. And I don't know why that is exactly. Because I, I don't know of anybody that outwardly speaks out against Christianity. Do you know of anybody that does that? No. It's just not. It doesn't exist. Well, well, the thing is, the way I look at it is, too, is this particular guy, like, he kind of, it's kind of his thing to complain. Like, it, it, it's one thing after another with this guy. He posts stuff. He posted one video. Um, where he was making fun of someone, like it was um, genre-defining gifts or something like that. He was kind of saying, don't... I, he just does all kinds of stupid, you know... I don't even want to put him with Christians. Like I think a common Christian would have more sense than that guy. He just does stuff for the sake of shock value, I guess is what I'm saying. So he can get you know, likes or comments or whatever. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, they, I don't, I, I wouldn't even lump him with all the other Christians. I think that he's just one of those guys that, Hey, Hey, look at me. Hashtag, you know, fuck off. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't understand it because you know, there's no fucking, uh, this stuff is not a controversy. It's really not. Like, it's just a kind of manufactured thing. Yeah. And there's so many of those things that have happened in the last couple of years, I can't even fucking remember all of them now. Those so many, like, stupid controversies about things that have come and gone and people have forgotten about them, that it does, it's just, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, hey, it is what it is. I just wanted to mention that. Um I just, that was just totally out of nowhere, that, all that bullshit. And there's been some funny, funny shit that's actually come of it. I think there's some Hell Satan Starbucks cups and, uh, you know, some, I think. Yeah, I did. Fuck you, Starbucks cups and stuff like that. Yeah, people putting pentagrams so, and shit on cups now. Yeah, that's kind of funny. So, anyway, um, horror news. I'm actually, I've actually been looking on here. Um, at our is nor- there anything? Probably not. At our normal site, I don't really see anything. To be honest with you, um, one thing in particular that was announced not too long ago: the release date for Nightmare from Scream Factory uh, on December twenty second. If somebody wants to kick back, uh, you know, twenty six, twenty seven dollars, they can get that on uh, Blu ray disc. First time it's actually been out on anything and. Uh, about 13, 14 years. 
So you know, I haven't bought anything from from Screen Factory, Shout Factory, whatever, and I couldn't even tell you how long, man. Dude, I haven't bought a Blu-ray, and damn, I don't know if I bought one this year. To be honest with you, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, for me. I mean, I don't really watch Blu-rays that much. I really don't. Like, I've got the Blu-ray player hooked up finally. We watched a couple of them around Halloween season, but most of the time I'm watching Voodoo or Netflix or WWE Network or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't really watch anything like that either now, unless I just absolutely don't have it on anything and, you know, you get into a, in the mood to want to watch something like that. But no, I'm, I mostly watch stuff on on Voodoo or Netflix too. Yeah. But anyway, I know the big thing that I keep hearing about, and I'd love to watch this if it was fucking on anything where I could actually watch it, is the uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead series. Yeah, we need, to talk, series. we need to talk to Steve about putting it on the Dead Pit Roku channel so we can watch it. Yeah, really. I we mean, could probably uh, do that. Pisses me off. Yeah, but uh, I haven't seen it either. I've actually heard some good things about it, believe it or not. Yeah, I think everybody's been talking about it lately, and... Uh, it's one of those things where it's on stars, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I went on the stars app just to see if I could like get it, because sometimes some of those those apps they'll put up something free for a period of time and things like that. Like, no, there's none of that. They were charging like I think it was like ten bucks a month or something like that for if you wanted to get a subscription to stars on there like that. Nah. Not doing that. No pass on that one. Yeah. Um. One thing you can mention on here, horror news related, Gene Simmons actually has a horror film company called Erebus Pictures. He announced earlier this year that he'll be joining forces with WWE Studios um, to form the company. The new imprint design produced a series of high-quality, sophisticated horror films. He said, it's never been proven that uh, the more money you spend on a movie, the better it is, or the more money it'll make. Savini said, I actually agree with him on that. Uh, you know, the Friday the 13th movies could definitely prove that back in the day. He said, now you can't do Gone with a Win for $2 million, so the subject matter is limited, but I've uh, contended him not Shyamalan Signs, which I thought was a very good film, without Mel Gibson, without big star talent, and without M. Knight's money, it's a $2 million movie. He said, I don't believe that these movies depend on stars because of the high concept. I sort of want to uh, see it. So, um, the first film from the Erebus stable will be the eerie atmospheric AI Gone Evil, the future shocker Temple, penned by Matt Savalini. He said, it reminds me of Demon Seed. Evidently, Simmons is a fan of horror movies who would have thought yeah with a few other movies where the computers are so advanced war games had that thing it was kind of that way uh kind of way advanced in building a computer that's beyond anything and of course things start to happen the same way they did in aliens when they send sent in a commando team to find out what the hell happened uh that's sort of he's going on about what happens there and Mm. uh he said this is probably closer to the tone in John Carpenter's The Thing, which I thought was a better film than the Howard Hawk thing. 
I believe he was right, too. So, yeah. uh, yeah, you know, you wouldn't there. ever think Gene Simmons was a fan of horror films, though. I mean, other than his gimmick, but he just doesn't seem like that type of guy. Yeah. I mean, he's more of a businessman, and I think that, you know, it's a good business decision to do this simply because if you look at the way films come out now, most of them don't come out in theaters. Yeah. You know, you can spend a couple million dollars on a movie, um, and with, you know, you got WWE Films backing it, you got Gene Simmons backing it with his, with the Kiss Army and all his fans and stuff like that. <clears throat> you know, if you had, uh, one mi- even just one million people buying a $10 movie on DVD or renting it for $6, you're already going to probably triple your budget. And odds are you're going to have more than a million people buying it over the years. So, I don't know. I think that's a pretty good idea. It's, it definitely, if uh, he's looking for something to invest his money in, I think it's a good good, uh, good way to spend it. To possibly. Yeah, I mean, he, nobody ever said he wasn't a good businessman or anything like that. Yeah. But, so, I don't know about the plot of this particular movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. When it comes to computers gone ape shit, there's not really been too many movies that's hit that out of the park that I can think of. No, except Chopping Mall. Now, of course, that yeah, that was now that was one. So, yeah. but anyways, yeah, I mean, I don't know though. Is there? I'm trying to think if there's anything else like newsworthy that just like we had heard recently. You know, maybe not even a news story or anything else had been happening recently or anything like that. Oh, that's crazy. I have no idea. Either. Sounds like somebody's coming after you, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard footsteps. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, shit, I might be getting ready to get murdered in there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. fuck. But, uh, yeah, I don't really see anything else either. That was, like, one of the bigger stories I wanted to mention. Like, I guess we could uh, talk briefly about WWE. Oh, Jesus God, man. Did you yeah, watch any of that how last fucked night? they are, you mean? Yeah, they're fucked, but I mean, it's almost like they don't give a fuck at this point if you watched that show last night. I, I didn't actually have, that's the first Raw that I'd actually missed in, I don't know, even though it's fucking so horrible, it's like such a habit for me to watch that shit that I, this is the first show that I've missed in probably a year, I'd say. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, this was, I kind of, had it not been for the fact that Seth Rollins is out and they needed to, you know, set up that tournament, I would have guaranteed the show would have been horrible just because it's mm-hmm. set in England. Like, all the shows in England suck, I think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was like, well, I mean, they're going to, I mean, this is kind of a can't miss, you know. But it almost seems like they are out for making a shitty show now, like on these Raws. You think they might be just trying to fucking do it? Just That's to, what it you know. seems like, man, because, God, I mean, I don't know if you could have done that tournament in a worse way than they did. It's just bad. I mean, you start off. What the, did they do exactly? Well, for one thing, the bracket, like, they've got people in this tournament. It's a 16-man tournament. You've got people in it like Kalisto, Titus O'Neil. Oh, God. Uh, you know, the Miz is in it. 
And I'm like, God damn, man, couldn't they find, just have a surprise here and there? You know, Stardust is in it. Uh, for some reason, Seamus is in it. Yeah. Uh, and he's already got the fucking money in the bank. So what the fuck would, that don't make any sense at all. So. Can you really, though, I was thinking about this today. I mean, could you trace kind of the trajectory for how things got as shitty as they are right now with WWE? You'd have to go back a few years. It seems like they just get into a formula of things, and they kind of come to the conclusion that, you know, in the fall, that's just a dead time of year, so we're just not going to do nothing. We're just going to coast until uh, until the Royal Rumble comes along. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, man, I don't know if they realize how much more money they could make if each of these big shows, at least the Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and Money in the Bank, I would make that the fifth big one, if they made those actually, like, big events, like a big deal. Like, there is no reason SummerSlam every year couldn't be in a big stadium like WrestleMania is. But it seems like they're just set on, okay, the big show where everything's going to happen is going to be at WrestleMania. And then we're just fucking going coast. Right. We might have a semi-decent main event at SummerSlam. And it seems like they just do that and we're like, oh, well, we've got a big Royal Rumble coming up here. And I understand it's a three-hour show every damn week, but damn. I mean, <laughs> how many riders do you got? You got 25, 26 riders on that damn riding team. Right. They ought to be able to come up with something better than this shit at this point. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, you got so many. You, you don't have any stories being told aside from maybe that main event storyline. The rest of it is just whatever. Let's throw it out there. There you go doesn't it's not compelling you know and that's why people don't want to watch it it's totally missable i mean you could you could easily just skip all the raws and smackdowns and all that and just watch the monthly pay-per-views and keep up with the product no problem yeah and i don't really get like i don't get a lot of the decisions they make with the top guys like, so you got brock lesnar coming in who's barely there who's barely five, there five six shows who, a year who doesn't give a fuck which I don't really like that anyway, to be honest. I, I, I have a real problem with that shit anyway. Like, he, the whole idea of him just, like, being like, I don't really give a fuck that much about wrestling. I'm just doing it because it's a job. He basically said that, you know what I mean? In the interviews that he's done. Right. And so I don't like that. that he's basically the top guy. I don't like that being the top guy. But then you got everything else seems to be centered around... Seth Rollins or the uh, the Undertaker. So Seth Rollins go, is hurt. Now you're completely fucked because there's no, there was no well, other got, plan. You've got Cena is out until the end of the year, pretty much. I mean, he's taking a break. Yeah. Randy Orton's injured for six months. You know, they're really the Undertaker's fucking seventy years old. Right, the Undertaker shouldn't really be out there. He's only going to be there for, you know, a couple of shows a year. Brock Lesnar's not there on a regular basis, and it seems like they make, uh, you know, the same five or six people that they bring in for special shows. They don't do shit with them. Like, did you see the show where Austin come out there? Yeah, I did see that one. What the? That was the first fucking time he was on that show in four years. 
on on a raw show, and you had him basically yeah. just fucking go out there for no nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's so stupid. <laughs> and all these guys, like they have Shawn Michaels and and uh, Ric Flair come out there. They don't do nothing. Like, what's the point of bringing them out there? They're not going to do nothing, you know. And they rely so much on the past. Like, what? How hard is it to go in and have build these guys up? Like Kevin Owens, they had him build up great, and then they just fucking he lost to Cena, and now he's down. Well, that seems to be the whole pattern, though, man. Like they'll do that with everybody. I don't know why they do that. They'll build somebody up. They'll give them a huge push. They come out there and they have a couple of big high profile matches and then they fucking job them out. It's like, I don't even know why they did, they, they, uh, like, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be, you know, in this main event. And if, even if it works out, we're just going to let you know that you're not that great. You know, that you don't deserve this or something, you know, and then they start jobbing them. Yeah. And it kills the push. They've done this with so many people, you know, fucking Cesaro and Rusev and uh just the list would go on and on and on of these people that they brought in and like they're supposed to be the next big thing and then they just they just job out and then they you, they become mid card guys if they're lucky, really. Yeah, what's what's going to be interesting though is with the Survivor Series coming up, you got that tournament, right? Yeah. This will really show if they're thinking at all or they're just throwing it out there. Now, the worst thing that could happen, and this is this is probably what will happen, and this is going to be the worst thing that will fucking happen, this son of a bitch. They're going to have the wrong guy turn heel in that main of the, in the in the title match, which is Dean Ambrose is going to turn heel on Roman Reigns. Yeah. And probably win the title, which a lot of people will be happy about that. But the thing is, man, people fucking hate Roman Reigns. You know he why? He should they, be the one that turns in. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that should be. And let me tell you something. Go back. Let me let me lay it on the line here, baby. Oh shit, daddy! People still to this day, you're talking 15 years later, 16 years later, whatever it is. Deadly games. Survivor Series 1998. Do the same fucking story. You know, the, you remember The Rock joined Vince McMahon. Everybody loved The Rock. Yeah. But the thing is, man, like with Roman Reigns, people love Roman Reigns when he was in the Shield. Yeah. When he was a bad guy. Okay, if you want people to love Roman Reigns, God damn it, make him a bad guy. And then... Do you think that would work at this point, though? Fuck yeah, it would work. I would bet you anything. Maybe not right away, but eventually the fans would turn back around and be for the guy. The reason they're against the guy is nothing against him, I don't think. I mean, he's not he's not the best wrestler ever was, but he's not horrible. It's nothing right. against him. It's the fact that they try to push the shit, push him down your fucking throat. It's like your mom back in the day when she was trying to force feed you cough syrup that you didn't want. Right? They I don't, don't know, want- though. I think that I honestly think that fans are 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 so smart to the business now and things like that that if you tried to turn him a heel, 
they would know that that people would just try and turn him heel because they couldn't get him over, you know, because they wanted him to get over. Well, that's usually what happens. That's what they do with everybody. I don't know if they buy it though, though. I don't. I don't know if he'd get over as a heel. I think even. he would. I think that that. I mean, he's probably got a better chance of getting over the heels he does a face. I'll say that. If they don't do that, they're fucking retarded. But I don't think. I think they're going to do the opposite. They're going to do Dean Ambrose as a heel, and he's going to be the champion. He's going to join the Authority or whatever. And people love Dean Ambrose. That's not going. To, they're still going to boo Roman Reigns. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. still. They're still. They'll still boo him. So. We'll I think to, Roman Reigns is going to go down being like a Lex Luger type man. Like somebody that never ever really gets over fully, you know what I mean? Like they just push him so much and so hard, he just never something about him is or his personality or the way that the way that he was pushed, he just he never he's kind of wasted. The thing is, uh, Roman Reigns. The weird thing is, you know, is they they love the hell out of him, but he does not sell his merchandise. Don't sell. Like they yeah. wanted to. Yeah. So there's a couple factors that lead me to believe that they could possibly turn him heel, and that being one of them. But, you know, regardless of what they do, they're they're really short on talent right now. Yeah, man. They're they, very... I mean, like you said, like you got so many people injured or out or, you know... So they need it, to make these new stars somehow, you know. And they've got the guy. It's not like they don't have the talent. No, man. they've got tons of talent. Yeah. Man. They could push Kevin Owens. They could push Cesaro. I think they should push Cesaro. There's so many different people that you could push, like start putting them in mid-card to, to main event kind of slots. But for whatever fucking reason, they just won't do it. No. Uh-huh. And every time, I'd say that there's been a million times they've had opportunities to do stuff like that. They've never done it. I don't think they're going to start now. You know, though, uh, I was looking on WWE Shop. Kevin Owens' merchandise is only behind three people in selling, three other superstars, and that's, uh, let's see, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, and John Cena. He's the number four merchandise seller. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, they look at shit like that. So, I mean, maybe I'm totally wrong on the whole thing. Maybe Kevin Owens will win. I hope he does, because that'd be something completely different, but I don't know. I'd be surprised. I would too. I know for fact Cesaro ain't gonna fucking win. He's wrestling uh, Roman Reigns in the tournament next week. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. That's then. not gonna happen. But yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to to see what happens, and that shows at least that that show is going to be something that we kind of want to see. I mean, it might not be something that uh, we'll ever watch again after it happens, but it'll be interesting to see what they do in that. By tournament. the way, though, can you explain to me? I've been trying to figure this out. What the fuck they're doing with uh, Alberto Del Rio? Well, the whole thing with uh, with uh, Zeb Coulter don't make any damn sense. That's what I'm saying. That's, Why are they doing that? I don't know. I've I think it would have been. I, I know they want him as a heel, want him as a bad guy, but it made more sense if they brought Ricardo back with him. You know, instead of I don't know what they're what they're doing i'm not a big fan of alberto del rio either but he has yeah, had some pretty I, good matches since he come back yeah he seems to be a, he's really seems to be a good technical wrestler and everything like that but i don't get the 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 gimmick that they've got him doing that either. shit now Makes and then fucking jack swagger came back which by the way like 
what the fuck was the deal with Jack Swagger? See, I mean, I don't know that things like they'll get something organically over that just doesn't. But if it's not up to their plans or if it's not involved in their plans, they don't care. It's almost like, okay, this is over, but who cares? It's not what we had planned. Yeah, yeah we're just going to stick to doing whatever. Like, And when they had Jack Swagger over with uh, when they was doing the Rusev thing, buddy, that was... For some reason, I don't know why, but people went fucking nuts for that shit, and yeah. they just kind of squashed it. It was on. They a- did. It just completely disappeared, didn't it? <clears throat> yeah, and uh, that's the thing that's just aggravating. Is like back in the day, you know, I'm pretty sure Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't supposed to be a huge star. That was never really in the plans. But I mean, he went out there and cut loose on the mic one night, and they ran with it. And they continue to run with it. And they don't do that anymore. So these guys are just kind of stuck, you know, at the mercy of the writers on the show, which is shitty. That's true. It's like back in that time period, one basically one promo made that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple of matches and things like that, too. But, I mean, the the Bret Hart stuff and all that. But one promo really made that entire character. And right. if that happened today, and there's been some guys that have cut amazing promos like that, they didn't do shit with it. No, I agree. I mean, the whole thing, like, we can go back to when CM Punk cut that promo and yep. when he won the title at the Money in the Bank show, just how long that could have went. That could have They could have pushed that until the next year's WrestleMania if they wanted to, if they'd done it right. But the thing is now is you've got so many pay-per-views. It went one month. Is all that thing went. It was over with. And they had fucking Kevin Nash come back and feuded. Nobody wanted to see that bullshit. No. No. They fucked that up. They fucked up more shit. I'll tell you another thing, though, man. Speaking of fucking shit up. This is the thing that I guess bothers me the most. What? Like, they've had so many uh, iconic kind of people that they have fucked over in the last couple of years and that's another thing too that i'm just you just shake your head being like they could have made so much money off these kind of feuds that they fucked up like for one thing i still like the the whole undertaker thing none of that shit should ever happen i still don't think that that helped anything like i still think that brock lesnar could have got over without any of that Stuff having to happen. He could be just as popular as he is now without any of that shit happening. But the other thing is, like, Sting. Like, that's even more... To me, that whole thing is even more fucking useless, pointless than the than the Undertaker thing. Yeah. Like, the way that they they do... Made no sense. No, it, it makes no sense for business. In a business sense, it makes no sense for his career... Yeah, it why? makes no sense for the fans. None of that stuff makes any sense. Now, the thing I couldn't ever figure out, too, is after that match with Triple H, Triple H took a fucking sledgehammer to his head, right? And they right. just get up and shake hands like they had just a... Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, what? He just fucking took a damn hammer to your head and won. <laughs> that made no sense at all to me, but not much they do does, really. Yeah, I you I just like to know like what was the thinking behind any of those matches? Like I guess I can kind of figure out the Brock Lesnar Undertaker thinking, 
But what was the thinking behind Sting? They bring this guy in, they hop the fuck out of him, and he he loses like the every match he has. They squash him, basically. It's like... Well, it's kind of... I'm sure it's Vince. I mean, it's like he doesn't want to put a WCW guy over a WWF guy. That's probably what it is. Seriously. That seems so stupid, though. Yeah, I mean, even though he... Because WCW doesn't exist. Yeah, like, he, he owns WCW. Like it, yeah. it exists, it's in his network, right? Right. There are so, WCW fans still out there that love There's no WCW. feud anymore. There's no reason to keep that going. Right. He owns all that shit. But that's what it was, though. I mean, I know that's what it was. So. I, don't, I just don't understand. I do not understand it. Like, and People just don't understand. And, and parents and, just don't understand. And in keeping with the tradition of like pissing fans off, that's what they seem to be doing best at. Like they just, you yeah, know, well, do they, does he really think that by bringing people in like Sting and things like that and squashing them that that's going to endear well, fans? Well, something else too that, that, that people were talking about going back to the Survivor Series is people were wondering, okay, they're going to have a traditional Survivor Series match, which makes the most sense, right? With with yeah. the White family and Undertaker and Kane and yeah. and. and Two other partners. Evidently, they're going to do a four or two on four match. That's the match. They're not going to have a Survivor Series style match. I, yeah, no. which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it would have been cool. I, here's what I would have done with the uh, Survivor Series style match. Man, Stain could come in there. He could be on the Undertaker and Kane's team. And then if you were going to do the Sting and Undertaker match at Mania, you could set it up during that match somehow. That they they have like some miscommunication or whatever else. But other than that, the fourth member of that team, and you're going to think this is funny, but I think it would be fucking awesome to do this if they could do it. I would bring Papa Shango back <laughs> to be the fourth. Because it's like you got four mystical top characters yeah and like i don't know if the godfather or whatever is in wrestling shape or whatever but he doesn't really have to be that much i mean it's a survivor series it's a it's a four on four tag match i just think that would be cool because they don't do enough for okay who is papa shango what the fuck you know well that's a good idea to get people to go look him up on the wwe network you know what i'm saying I mean, trying to get people interested in, like, the, like the, the past. Yeah. yeah, the past products. Oh, Undertaker and Papa Shango had some sort of weird thing going on back in the day or whatever, you know. I mean, anything at this point, man, to get interest. They, they seem to be completely oblivious to the fact that they are, they're losing interest from everybody. Like, the ratings are right. almost in the fucking shitter. Yeah, record lows, I think, for a non Yeah, it's like... Show. But they don't ever seem to be trying to do anything else. I mean, this whole Brothers of Destruction thing, it seemed kind of desperate in a way, which I guess it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of lucked out in the fact that that was the plan anyway to do something with Undertaker, because think if they didn't, what would be the main event? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The Jim Cornette, I heard somebody ask him about wrestling here recently, and he said... uh, Best analogy for it is you can't get the toothpaste back in the fucking, you know, toothpaste container after it's out. Yeah. Like, they fucked everything up, and I don't think they're going to be able to get it back 
together. Yeah, I just think that they're, I honestly, like, and I know this sounds bad, and I don't want to make light of anybody passing away or whatever, but I honestly think WWE a lot better, will be a lot better when Vince dies. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm almost because, to, to I mean, agree with you on that. Yeah. Vince has no, this is the why, why everybody loves NXT so much. Vince really has nothing to do with NXT at all. That's Triple H's baby. Yeah. He's the one that does everything creative. You know, as far as that goes, and you're seeing a lot more of like a lot of independent guys get to come in and use their own name. You know, like Samoa Joe's come in, he, he's using his name, and a lot more stuff like that. Um, you know, Rhino come back and and all that stuff. So, I think it'd be a lot better whenever Vince gets out. I don't think he'll ever retire. That's why I said like whenever he passes away. I think it'll be a lot better, really. I mean, I hate. It really doesn't. It doesn't seem like he can let go, does it? No, I mean he's just setting his ways, and he likes these big, muscled up dudes that suck. I mean, he's always been that way. <laughs> he does. He really does. And honestly, like you know, I think a lot of people are really hard on Roman Reigns. Uh, I don't think he sucks. I really don't. I think he's pretty good at re- in ring and stuff. He's just his personality is kind of shitty. Yeah. But. uh you know, I mean, Vince is always giving big old motherfuckers that suck, like Test and people like that, just chance after chance after chance. Big Show. How long has fucking Big Show been there? He sucks. Like, he's horrible. <laughs> he's never been good, though, yeah. man. He's never one time been worth a shit. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, that is his kind of, his MO is to do that, like, with the bigger guys, and, and they're they're all awful. But I, I think now, though, more so than any other time in wrestling history, People do not want to see that kind of wrestling. Like, it seems to be people are much more interested in people that look like uh, CM Punk or uh, Daniel Bryan or even like uh, Kevin Owens, like people that don't have a traditional kind of look that can actually fucking wrestle and have good, you know, in-ring kind of psychology and personality and things like that. This seems to be a, a time people are interested in that more so than any of the other shit. They should just go with that. Like, go that route. Right. Fucking concentrating on these dumb asses, you know, that aren't worth a shit. Like, fucking Ryback. That's true. So, yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a big diatribe on, on WWE. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see what happens at the, at the Survivor Series. I'm hoping they'll surprise us a little bit maybe do something to... To make it more interesting and uh, to change things up a little bit, though, I'd be surprised if they did. Yeah, I would too. I don't think they'll do anything different. Like every time, like you kind of, I almost think it, and I, but I've thought this probably a dozen times over the last couple of years. You think that they're in such bad shape that they might actually be like, you know what, we're we are fucked, and we realize we're fucked. So let's just do something. It's like a pay-per-view or something like that and just do something where we, you know, lay it all out there, do a bunch of different stuff, let a bunch of different people win, things like that. But they never do that, man. Like, they they never try to deviate from the the pattern. Yeah. So, anyway, though, we've been going at it on here for for a while. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Um, again, not a whole lot of uh, news or anything to talk about, and we didn't really touch on Friday the 13th too much, even though it is Friday the 13th, but goddamn, how many times can we talk about Friday the 13th on a dead pit show? That's true. So I think I think we've done enough for Friday we've, the 13th. We've probably done really. enough. I think when it comes to like Friday the 13th Part 5, 
which oddly enough this year is like the 30th anniversary of, of Friday Five, which you know is always good to celebrate. We we I think we interviewed almost everybody from that damn movie. Yeah, the, I think so too. Yeah, the director dude played Jason. Uh, pretty much everybody. Uh, Ethel Junior, you know who's left. Yeah, I think we're good. Speaking of which, yeah, uh, it's kind of funny to get uh, Ron Sloan actually comments on on stuff from time to time. Congratulated me on getting married and everything else, and I think that's pretty damn cool to get Junior to. <laughs> it's funny as shit. Yeah, I mean it's kind of funny because like a lot of these people on Facebook, I mean they're just. And I think horror fans, a lot of them don't get that, that they're just regular people that, yeah, they make money, or they used to make money doing movies. They're just fucking regular people, you know? I mean... Yeah, they don't they do not do that anymore and haven't done it for a long right. time. I mean, William Butler's another one that I talk to regularly on Facebook, and, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. It's just the... I think Beverly Randolph's one that we... We were talking to recently. I mean, Which Beverly Randolph is the nicest human being ever. I'm not even talking about like celebrities or anything like that. She's just the nicest yeah. human being ever. She's really just like her character in, in yeah. Living Dead. Um, but yeah, if you got them on Facebook, just, hey, just you can talk to them. Most of them, I mean, hell, they, they ain't got no egos or anything. I mean, they have no reason to, to not talk to you, most of them. I'm sure Savini won't, though. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they won't Savini you. Yeah, we should start using Savini as a, a verb. That's true. Like, you just got savini <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, savini So anyway, uh, that is it. Hopefully we'll be back next week. We're going to try to hopefully do these every week, hopefully, or at least every other week and get back into a regular uh, habit of them. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea, you old bitch. Now do yeah, it. You bitch hog. So until next time, I'm the Creepy Kentucky. I'm Uncle Bill. And you've been listening to the longest running, uh, forever coming, <laughs> ballers and shot callers of War Talk Radio. Oh, fuck. It's Dead Pit.
to hear your female screams. Death to some seems very bad, but death to you is the best friend you ever had. 